Good morning. Centuries ago, the psalmist said, this is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I rejoice to be with all of you in worship today. My name is Mark Williams, and I'm the senior minister here at Naples United Church of Christ. And a special welcome also to those who are connecting with us online, especially the communities of Arbor Trace and Bentley Village. Welcome. And I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care. We are thrilled to have you with us this morning and an extra special welcome to our new members who will be joining a little bit later on in this service. I'd like to ask you to register your attendance with us. So if you're here in the sanctuary, go ahead and grab those blue attendance pads. They should be at the edge of your pews. Take a moment to fill it out. And if any of your contact information has changed, please let us know that so we can update our records. And if you're worshiping with us online, you can go in the comment section, tell us where you are worshiping from this morning, and while you're there, you can click on a link which will pull up a PDF of our bulletin if you would like to follow along. On Wednesday of this week, my Bible study on Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, Philippians, will be beginning. At 9 o'clock, the study will be in person, and at noon, the study will be on Zoom. All you need to bring with you to the study is your favorite Bible, and I look forward to being with many of you for Bible study, which will start this coming Wednesday. Also, a couple of months off into the future, there are going to be some more Meet Up with Mark sessions scheduled after the first of the year, and I'll be really looking forward to meeting up with many of you. If you're here visiting in worship this morning, I'm a relatively new senior minister, and so I've been scheduling sessions for uh, folks to come and meet with me in small groups. There are a few more slots available for the months of October, and if you're interested in one of those October sessions, be be sure to sign up in the gathering space before you leave today. But if you're not yet uh, here in Naples and you're coming back after the first of the year, there'll be plenty of more opportunities. A quick reminder that next Sunday is our Cans for Communion Sunday. We will be celebrating World Communion Sunday. Um, and on the first Sunday of every month, we take a collection of non-perishable goods that get donated to the Grace Place Food Pantry. And they especially need donations at this time of year. So when you're out doing your shopping this week, please put a few extra things in your cart for Grace Place. I know that the staff there and, of course, the recipients will greatly appreciate that. And thank you for all that everyone does to help address food insecurity in our community. We absolutely don't want anyone going hungry at night. Uh, the other thing I want to bring to your attention is the bulletin says that there is a new member's potluck this week. There is not. Those are resuming in October. So if you are a new member, don't think you're missing out on anything. There isn't one this coming Thursday, but Membership and Growth will resume hosting those in October. They're a wonderful monthly event, and you will get invitations. If you're a new member, you'll get an invitation in your email. So Keep an eye out for that in October, but there's no potluck here in September. And that's all we've got for this morning, so let us center our hearts and minds as we prepare for worship. In the midst of the desert heat, God heard the cries of the people. Manna was given and water poured forth from a rock. When we find ourselves in the midst of deserts of fear and frustration, 
God also provides for our needs. Whether we're coming here from the hustle and bustle of the world or from the silence of our own loneliness, let us pause in this sacred hour to lift up our praise and gratitude to God. Come, let us worship. Let us unite our hearts and voices in an invocation printed in our bulletins. Holy Spirit, open our hearts to understand how precious we are to you. Open our hearts to your unconditional love. Open our eyes to see the gifts you have bestowed upon us this day. Give us the grace to recognize each encounter with you. Teach us to grow in gratitude and to collaborate with you in serving others for the purpose of your greater glory. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. Most patient and loving God, there are not enough superlatives in our language to describe you. We are an imperfect people, and we are so thankful for the unconditional love and grace that you bestow upon us. In this morning's scripture, we will hear that you listen to the complaints of the Israelites. This is wonderful news, Almighty God, because maybe there's hope for us. We pray that you might listen to our complaints as well. Sometimes they are trivial and they come from a place of petty ingratitude and we lament our lack of trust in you and we commit to complaining less and praising you more. But sometimes our complaints are prayers of supplication, a cry for help. This morning we lift up in prayer all that we seek your help with the burdens which weigh on our hearts and minds, the stresses that affect our families and our loved ones, the communities we care so deeply about and their most vulnerable members whom we want to provide for. We ask for your help when our bodies and our minds fail us and cause us suffering and pain. Hear our cries, O God, just as you heard the cries of the Israelites. You cautioned them not to store up reserves for tomorrow, to only take what they need for today, and to trust you to provide for the future. We do place all of our trust in you, but we like to plan as well. We like to store away for a rainy day or an unexpected emergency. Give us the wisdom to strike the balance between trusting in you that you will provide while not acting foolishly with what you have blessed us with. We confess that some of us hoard too much. We take not only what we need for today or tomorrow, but more than we'll need in an entire lifetime. Forgive us our selfish ways and remind us to leave some manna on the table, for there are others who also need to eat. Omniscient God, you know that each one of us is unique and we have different concerns which take up valuable real estate in our minds. We pray that in offering up our cares to you, our burdens might become lighter. And so we take a few moments of silence to lift up that which is weighing us down.
We thank you for hearing our prayers, for journeying with us just as you journeyed with the Israelites through the wilderness. We offer all of these prayers in the name of your Son, Jesus the risen Christ, who first taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, now and ever. Amen. This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 16, and you're invited to follow along in your bulletins if you'd like as the text is printed in them. Hear these words. The whole congregation of the Israelites set out from Elam, and Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them, whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening, you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked towards the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you needs, 
an omer to a person according to the number of persons, all providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some gathering less. But when they measured it with an omer, those who gathered much had nothing over, and those who had gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred maggots and became foul. And Moses was angry with them. May God bless our modern hearing of this ancient story. Pastor and Christian author Fred Craddock once shared a story about how he got invited to an assisted living facility to share a worship service with the residents and got invited to a dinner prior to the worship service. It was a high-end assisted living home and the gourmet meal was very beautiful. Napkins were just pristine on tables with silverware and dress was rather formal in nature. And as he sat around and chatted with the residents at his table, he started to notice something odd that was going on. When the waiting staff was not watching, residents would go and steal from the middle of the table some of the sugar packets and creamers and packages of salt and pepper and place them in their purses or in their back pockets. Craddock could not believe what was going on, especially considering the means of the residents who were in this assisted living facility. And so he just had to ask the waiter what was happening. He said to the wait staff, look, I don't mean to be a snitch here, but I really want to know why are these people doing this? And the waiter said, oh, no worries. Every two weeks or so, we sneak into their rooms and get them all back. But I will share with you why this is happening. He said some of our residents here at this home had to endure life through the Great Depression. And no matter how many years have gone by, there is still that worry over the unknown future. I have a confession to make to all of you. I am someone who lives with a sugar packet in my back pocket. No, I am not worried as to where my next meal will come from, but I do worry if there will be enough out in the future, enough provision from God, enough strength from God, enough wisdom from God, enough to help me make it through the future without fear. You might say that I have a propensity for storing up manna. We walk back into our scripture passage this morning and we encounter the story of God's people of old in the Hebrew Bible storing up manna in their back pocket. They were really struggling to trust in what God would provide for them off in the future. You'll recall the story, once upon a time, God's people were out in the wilderness, and they're out in the wilderness. They were struggling to find food, and they began to complain to Moses, saying, I wish we were still in Egypt, even though we were enslaved in Egypt. At least we had something to eat. We really, really want food, Moses. 
God intervenes on behalf of Moses and is able to provide for God's people a food. We're told that God rains down manna from heaven. And the instructions to God's people are for each one there to gather together an omer of this uh, bread that is rained down from, from manna. In our day, it'd be about two liters worth of bread. And they were to take only what was given to them for that day, a specific amount. But God's people struggled to trust. They stored up too much manna. And as Angela read for you just a few moments ago, the manna got infested with worms, maggots. Yikes. And so it is that we are reminded of the lesson of the maggoty manna, if you will. Trust that God will deliver provision not just today, but in all the days ahead. Not just provision as it relates to literal food, but provision for spiritual food or whatever it is that we need. For I sense that we would be wise to interpret this scripture through the lens of the New Testament. You'll recall that in John's gospel, John chapter 6, verse 41, Jesus says, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. In other words, when we consider what it is that God's going to provide for us off in the future, we must trust that God will provide enough resources, enough love, enough peace, enough hope, enough of whatever it is to get us through, not just today, but in the days ahead. But for those of us who store up manna, for those of us who may be brought a little bit of manna in our back pocket today, this is easier said than done. Reliable, God does promise to provide for us off in the future, but so often we struggle to accommodate God's future provision, do we not? I recall a humorous moment in my own life where I was thinking through a ministry challenge and I was with another colleague in the ministry and I was thinking through the challenge and I was doing the scenario game. I mean, you've probably done it before. If this happens, then I'm going to do that. If that happens, then a month from now, I am going to do that. And I had literally lined up in advance all the resources on my own that I needed to deal with the problem that was going to happen off in the future. And I remember my colleague just leaning back in his chair and his wisdom was oh so good. He said, Mark, you know, Heaven's Bakery will be open tomorrow too. <laughs> it's an honest word, is it not? Every Sunday in worship, we pray to God, God, give us this day our daily bread. And then in all of our humanity, we whisper, and God, can you give me some tomorrow too? I've got a tough doctor's appointment. Or God, can you give me a little bit more next week? I have a tough meeting. Or I have something else down the line in my life that's really, really hard. Can you give me a little bit more right now, God? And in the midst of our storing up manna, we struggle. No, the analogy is a bit imperfect, but it is true. There's another name for storing up manna, and that is worrying about the unknown future of God's provision. But part of what I learned from this text is that God does provide one day at a time. 
I recall many years ago hearing a presentation that was made by the head of the Baptist hospital system in San Antonio, Texas. He was sharing with us in his presentation a bit about his own faith background. And he grew up in a very conservative Christian tradition where uh, his theology, at least growing up, was a once and for all theology. It's got to happen right at this time kind of theology. And so he shared with us that he always imagined that God had this dump truck full of blessings. And that if he just came into right relationship with God, God's dump truck of blessings would come all at once upon his life. But in having this perspective, he said his attitude wasn't very good. He wasn't very hopeful. He wasn't a very fun person to be around. And he endured so many challenges over the course of his life. But then in all of his faith, he realized at toward the end of his life that God, yes, did have a dump truck full of blessings, but it was always out ahead of him. He said when he got that bad diagnosis, there was a physician that really came forward right at the right time when he was in need. He said that when he experienced grief, God dropped off a friend for him that he will always remember was orchestrated from God. He said that when a relationship turned sour, God was able to provide strength at just that right moment. He said that during a time when he was really lonely in his life, there was a church group that God had provided for him. And it didn't come, he said, all at once. But one by one, that dump truck of blessings that was driven by God, one blessing would fall off that truck at every single turn. Give us this day our daily bread. God will provide today. But off in the future, God will provide the blessings that we need at just the right time. If only we would be willing to trust. I'll close with a final story that I considered this week when I was following uh, something that was in the news. Some of you know that this week we've been reading in the news that the high-speed bullet train is now up and going, finally. The train that is connecting Orlando to Miami with the stop in, in West Palm. And in reading those stories, I was reminded of a story that uh, Christian author Will Willeman told about God providing blessings for each one of us out in the future. It's the simple story of the young girl who was riding on a train for the first time with her grandpa. And as she rode on this train, she really struggled to figure out how trains worked. And she was initially very, very scared and began to clutch her grandpa's hand as the train uh, kind of wove its way through some mountains and in and around some various different canyons. And she was looking out the window and she was very, very scared about what was going on. But then over time, she seemed to get the concept of what it meant to ride on a train, and she began to be at peace with herself. So much so that she looked up at her grandpa and said, I know how this works. Someone must have gone ahead of this train to prepare a track. And if that's the case, then I have nothing to worry about as it relates to the future of this ride. So it is with God, said Williman. Off in the future, 
God will provide at every turn. Bread for today, yes, but also down the line tomorrow and next week and next month. Just a few moments ago, Angela read for us a scripture from Exodus 16, and in it, I heard some very good news. The scripture announced that Heaven's Bakery, it'll be open tomorrow too. Let us pray. God, for your abundant provision that is enough, we are grateful. As we have shared a portion of our blessings back with you this day, use these gifts, O God, to build up this, your body of Christ. Make it more faithful, and may these gifts also bless those in need. Amen. And now as you go from this place, having received your daily bread, trust too that God will be alive tomorrow and the next day and the day after. But first, a benediction. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warmly on your face. May the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we all meet again, may the Lord Jesus Christ hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Go in peace.